Welcome to Your Money Personal Finance Podcast. I'm David Pratt, along with the president of Everything Financial, Peter Shashecki. On Season 2, Episode 8, we're going to talk about 10 New Year's financial resolutions. In other words, your financial future. How Where are you we doing, going? Dave? Let's get good? 2022 yes. off to a big bang and have a little fun yeah. and give people a little direction of the little things here. So we're not talking about going to the gym, okay. cutting out the carbs or doing those things. We're talking about looking after your money. Okay. Well, if you're talking about money, then obviously there's a fear factor in here. Let's get into this a little bit because what you don't know is what really scares me. I mean, it really scares me that I don't know what I don't know. Well, what don't you know? I mean, come on. By the time you watch our podcast, you should just about know everything, shouldn't you, Dave? <laughs> so we're going to have some fun and just give people 10 simple tips, 10 simple New Year's resolutions. Okay. And like going to the gym or doing all these <laughs> other things, quitting smoking, sure. less drinking. I don't know. All those things people do for New Year's resolutions. If you did a couple of these even you'll be better off financially than you were the day before. And that's what it's all about. Okay, so I don't have to worry about the Grinch. We're just going to get into the Nope, no, the no Grinch stuff. today. We're too happy. It's the new year. We're look, we had a 2021, that COVID thing. It's, you know, it's starting to be yeah. more and more in the rearview mirror every day. Let's look bright towards the future. And that bright future isn't a train coming at you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll take your word. Uh, yeah. Number one, number one, find a registered financial planner. That's Why? number one on the Why? list. Why? Why? Why would you want to find a registered yeah. financial planner? Well, registered financial planners act as a fiduciary. They're there okay. really to look after your best interest, not their best interest. Okay. Uh, registered financial planners disclose the fees. They disclose commissions. They disclose everything they're getting paid. But guess what? Their number one thing is to build you a financial plan, not sell you a bunch of different products that maybe you don't need. They're there to put clarity to the situation. Uh, They're there to really outline the story that you're creating financially. So go out. There's a lot of them out there. Find yourself an RFP. I know those acronyms, Dave. You love them. Registered Financial Planner to guide you along the way, give you the strategies you need to move forward financially. So that's number one. Do your research, find the person there who's looking for your best interest, not their own, and get you on the right path to financial freedom and independence. So that's item one. But why an RFP? I mean, well, as I said, they're a fiduciary. They're there, they're, they're the, and they disclose everything. That's important. Like, Dave, yeah. You're getting your car fixed. Okay. Don't you want an estimate on the bill? You're getting your teeth yeah. done. You got crowns, caps, gosh knows what else. Don't you want to know what it's going to cost? Yeah. Go to a registered financial planner and get them to quote you the cost before you go too far down that road and you know what you're paying for. That's the key. Full disclosure. That's what you want. Number two, commit to a financial plan. Sounds simple, but I know it's a little more complicated. Yeah. And Dave, it doesn't matter how much money you have, how little you have, how much you have. People think, I can't see a financial planner. I'm just starting out. Isn't that the time to probably see the registered financial planner when you're just starting out? So there's not a lot of mistakes to undo and fix yeah. and direction to change and so on. I mean, it doesn't matter. There's no such thing 
as you don't have enough money. I, it, it drives me crazy when I hear that from people when they go, oh, I, I can't do a financial planner. Or when people say, well, I called so-and-so who I heard on the radio, heard on TV or saw on yeah. the internet, whatever yeah. the case may be. And then yeah. they told me, well, if you don't have $500,000, we're not going to deal with you. If you don't have a million dollars, we're not going to deal with you. It doesn't matter. That's when you're talking about a financial investment. Okay. okay, maybe they can't deal with you if you don't have a big enough portfolio. But that's a salesperson selling commission-based yeah. products. That's got nothing to do with building a financial plan. Okay. The earlier you start, the better it is, and the quicker you get yourself on the right path. Is this more about the how than the how much? Absolutely. Yeah. It's the how, the why, and let's get started on it, not the how much. When the how much question comes in or the other question comes in, hey, let me look at that investment <laughs> you have and let me see how much you've made last yeah, year. Sure. Run for the door. <laughs> so remember, when you're going to someone like that, wear good footwear. That's the key. That, may, that was number 11, I think, on our financial resolutions. When you're not sure who you're going to, yeah. who you're going to see, wear good footwear yeah. so you can run. <laughs> Got to have traction. I told you Gotta, we're going to have a little fun with this. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Uh, get yourself educated. This is number three on the difference between a portfolio manager and buying mutual funds. I'm already confused. Okay. Help me. Yeah. I need help. And, and if you're just seeing this for the first time, the, the great thing is in um, probably two or three podcasts from now, I can't remember the schedule, but we have a portfolio manager who's agreed yeah. to come on oh. and give us a full education. But, so watch for that one too, but I'll just, you know, give a little bit of an education. This okay. a portfolio manager is actively managing your money and they're the only true financial um, investment fiduciaries in Canada where they have to have full disclosure of everything. You know, unfortunately with mutual fund salespeople, and there's a, there's a lot of good ones out there, but then there's some, you know, maybe not so good where they're just really selling a product. You've got to look at, you should be looking at that investment with a portfolio manager or with a mutual fund. I believe the same way in the sense that it's a product of part of an overall plan. It is not the plan. So if you're going to choose a product to fit your plan, choose the product where someone is only watching out for that product, full disclosure, um, lower fees, et cetera. Um, and portfolio managers, here's the big difference. Okay. They build the portfolio to fit the plan. So we talked about the plan first with the registered financial planner and you know committing to doing a plan even if you don't have a lot of money in items one or two. So item three fits in that, okay, when you get the plan started, bring the portfolio manager on board so the portfolio is designed to fit the plan, not the other way around. But don't most people, and I'm one of them, that look at a portfolio manager and say, well, he's a fiduciary. I mean, it's the same thing, right? And that's what you want. Absolutely. Okay. That person who's got your best interest, not their commission as the number one priority. They're looking for what fits the plan. And that's what a fiduciary does. What's in your best interest, not their best interest. And that's what portfolio managers do. Question number four. Are you ready for it? Commit to make your mortgage part of your plan, not just a rate. Absolutely, Dave. And if you go back to our podcast on the Everything Financial YouTube channel, you'll see, and I think it's around December 10th, so a few weeks ago, we had Vitri Trong on, one of our yeah. associate advisors at Everything Financial, 
and he went through like mortgage 101 mortgages made easy and gave us a lot of information and that was part of it um so commit to this in 2022 don't just look at a mortgage as a rate purchase look at it as a solution in your financial plan you know how can my mortgage fit my overall situation of as far as debt debt repayment or maybe retirement and not paying off all that debt. There's so many different factors. And, and I know you and I spent about 45 minutes with Vitri and it's a great way to educate yourself. So in 2022, don't just go by the rate as soon as the banker says, hey, look at it. the rates have come down. I can lock you into this. I know it's nine months in advance. Oh, we'll do a blend. We'll do an extend. It sounds like a new dance, but you know what? Educate yourself. Look at the differences. Look at everything online. Learn what some of these terms mean. Learn what HELOC means. I know you love that one, Dave. Home equity yeah, line of credit. Learn what variable means. But more importantly, learn what IRD. Ooh, that's a bad one. Interest rate differential means and how detrimental okay. it can be to your financial plan. So make 2022. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one sometimes. Yes. Uh, make the new year. The time you put your interests first, your money first, and educate yourself on the differences in your mortgage options and how they'll affect your overall plan. Yeah, 2022, I've just, that's got here way too fast. Uh, but look, I, here's the other thing I do want to throw by, though. Uh, did we learn a lot you know, in episode seven? You know, you're talking about, you know, mortgages and, and how they're so different. I mean, that was a hell of an education. I mean, a hell it, of an education. It was. And Vitri's great and he simplifies things. And you think he does good on a podcast. The yeah. comments I get from clients after they've come in and, and they're coming in to find out about the Omni formula, yeah. work on their financial plan, get an evaluation done. And they don't even realize sometimes oh my gosh, I have all these investments, I have this insurance, I have this and I have that. But Vitri or, my, or one of other advisors sees a big hole in their financial situation where they're leaving a lot of money on the table and we bring Vitri in. I mean, remember, your mortgage, your personal residence or rental property for that matter, it's your biggest asset. It's a major decision. And Vitri really in episode seven provided a lot of clarity for people into some of the things you'd look for and maybe just give you enough knowledge to start asking the questions. And that's really what it's all about. Again, as we say this, and I, I mean, it was easy to name our podcasts, our shows on CTV and that other station in the past where you and I met and CKNW and all this, the Your Money Show, because for 20 yeah. years I've been saying, or 30 years to people, it's not my money, right? You've known me a long time. I've always yeah. said to people, it's your money. So when we came up with the name, it is, it's your money. It's your mortgage. It's your investments. So guess what? Empower yourself. Make 2022 the year that you empower yourself with your mortgage and your finances and get yourself educated for sure. Number five, plan not to get caught up in RRSP season. How can you not get caught up in it? It's right in your face every day. There is no such thing as RRSP season drives me freaking bonkers. You know that. It's a sales ploy that's been around for 30 years. Do you know, Dave, people actually think that they can only buy RSPs the last week of February? Seriously, they think that because it's been shoved down their freaking throats yeah. for so long by the big bank institutions. 
There is an RSP deadline, but there even really isn't an RSP deadline. Think about it. There's an RSP date that if you want to use the receipts for the previous year, you have to buy by that date. Oh, what happens if you buy a day after? Those investments are no good. That's a crock. They're used next year. Make it your New Year's financial resolution to really educate yourself about RSPs. Don't get sucked into the deadline of buying them at the last minute because you think there's a deadline. I met a, a, a woman recently where she's kind of basically self-employed, puts a lot of money away for taxes, makes very good money. She went into the bank last year because of the RRSP deadline. She put $50,000 into an RRSP. She went from a 42% tax bracket to a 28% tax bracket. Now, we're going to talk more about this in a couple okay. episodes, Dave. I think okay. two, sure. four weeks from now, it'll air, right? Near the, you know, kind of into February. Okay. But they had her convinced you should do that because, hey, you're only paying 28% taxes. Think about this. She could have got back a 42% tax savings versus a 28% tax savings. Now, I kind of do math for a living, Dave. Okay. Yeah, I know I you know don't, but the difference in 28 and 42 yeah. is 14%. So what she really did is she left 14 of her percent, 14 percent of her refund on the table wow. with Justin Trudeau and John Horgan. Uh, Wouldn't that 14% been a lot more effective in her pocket rather than in the government's pocket? So what happens if you don't plan properly? What, what kind of decisions do we say are always bad decisions, Dave? Oh, emotional decisions. That's uh, right. So what happens? Just, just put that on a platter for you. We've known each other for so well, long now. Look yeah, at that. But it's so, but it's and you're the professional media guy, not me. Yeah. But, but what happens is with this so-called RSP deadline, Okay. Is you go in and make a snap decision that you don't need to make and you overbuy because you make an emotional decision. Decision. Let's make 2022 the year you do a plan so you don't get sucked in. Yes, sucked in to purchasing more RSPs than you really need. We talked about this in a previous episode. Maybe look at using TFSAs as a way to to feed your RSPs instead. So you're trying to tell me that 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 fear should not be the cornerstone of my financial plan? Because it always fear has should been. never enter a decision in your financial plan because you should educate yourself enough. That's yeah. what 2022's for. So that fear never enters the conversation. So that again that we're clear on this, okay. Uh RRSPs, um it's not a season, right? It's it's a plan. And it's that's, not a that's, season, it's a plan. RSPs can be bought any time of the year. And if you're not sure, err on the side of caution. Talk to your registered financial planner. Find another vehicle to save that money into. And then maybe when you figure out your income tax situation uh, and you go, oh, I might need some more RSPs now to help out this or help out that. Sure. Then you can move the money to an RSP. Because if you just put it all in an RSP, what if a major debt comes up? What if a financial crisis comes up, a.k.a. COVID, and you don't work for a while? 
what do you do if it's all in an RSP? Maybe you should have it in another vehicle that's not stuck with all these rules if you need it. Give yourself more choice. Flexibility is your savior. Flexibility is your ammunition. Okay. Make sure, and this is something that confuses me, so be patient with me on this, Peter, okay? Make sure that your TFSA is part of both your long-term and short-term plan. I mean, I just asked the question, and I'm not even quite sure what the question is, so help me here. Well, we've talked about this in previous podcasts. Vitri yeah. even alluded to this um, two weeks ago in the podcast we did about mortgages, but think about this. When you go into the banks and you see a TFSA sign, and I just saw this the other day, and it said 0.15%. And then like, why? Okay. So you can have two TFSAs. So make 2022 the year to educate yourself on a TFSA and decide what's right for you. So give me an example. You need some money for short-term savings, aka the emergency fund we talked about. So maybe you do open up a TFSA that you're getting lousy interest, but at least you're making something. Sure. And you can access it whenever you want. So maybe that's where your emergency fund goes in a TFSA. But with your registered financial planner and your portfolio manager, you can open up another TFSA that's more aggressive. And that's what I was just alluding to when we talked about that fictitious season we just talked about. You can invest your TFSA long term like it's part of your retirement plan. And then when you find you need money in an RSP for tax reasons, which is really what it's for, you can move some money from the TFSA to the RSP. So you make it part and parcel of your overall financial solution. But in a TFSA, okay, I have an emergency. I can pull the money out, unlike an RSP with all the tax consequences. Sure. Um, or you know what? We've come through a horrible COVID situation and you and your significant other decide you want to take a holiday. The TFSA is there, but in the meantime, it's been earning really good money for you. Okay. Or the end of the year comes and you go, geez, you know what? I got a bonus at work. I'm in a higher tax situation than I thought. Boy, if I buy just a little more in RSPs, I'm going to get a really good refund out of the deal because I'm in that big tax bracket. But you don't have the money. Oh, yeah, wait a minute. Yes, I do. I have some money making good profits in my TFSA. Now, imagine this. Let's say you're fortunate enough that you've maximized your TFSA, which is $75,500 is the limit to the end of 2021 of lifetime contributions. But it's grown really well. And your TFSA is worth $100,000. Oh, wait a minute. I need some extra money for my RSP because of my tax situation, the bonus or whatever we just talked about. Sure. Imagine that you're pulling out or transferring found money from your TFSA to your RSP and you're only doing the interest to do it. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not claiming interest on that money because it's growth in my TFSA. And now I'm getting a 42 or 44% tax refund in my RSP. Oh, that's killing it. You're getting it both ways. Not claiming the growth and writing off the growth in your RSP. How about that for a way to empower yourself with your money? Well, you've sold me on this. Now, the question I'm going to throw by you right now is, that sounds so good. Can I have more than one? Oh, yeah. Like I said, one for savings, one for retirement, yeah. maybe one for a three-year rolling travel plan. 
Ah. Maybe, maybe you want money put away for your kids, but you don't want them to have access to it. Suddenly you have a fourth TFSA, but it's really there to be saved that you're going to give it to your kids sure. later. There's no limit. There's just a contribution limit, but you could have two, three, four of them. Maybe you like to dilly dally in the stock market on your own with found money you have. Yeah. You like to play around. I know most people don't, but there's some people who do. Well, first off, okay. only dilly dally with what you can afford to lose, but maybe you have a small TFSA where you're doing some stock stuff. Who knows? But if, yeah. if financially it gives you some freedom and you enjoy it and it doesn't affect your overall plan, then there's another reason to have a separate TFSA. So yeah, have more than one, but talk to your registered financial planner and see what fits into your situation. Yeah, I dilly-dallied once and I, I, I just don't think I could, no, could ever do it again. You know? But that's when Dave was going to the Roxy back yeah, then. That's true, yeah. It was, it was a different time. It was just a different time. Um, on to the money again. Um, how important is here to make sure that your insurance is reviewed as part of your financial plan? I don't think, I, I've never ever reviewed sat down and looked over my insurance plans. I mean, once I've got them, they, they get kicked to the side and I just move along. Yeah, I think we looked at that in episode five or six too. Yeah. Where we tried to make life insurance. Now that's life insurance. And I know in a few episodes yeah. from now, we're going to talk about disability. We're going to eventually talk about critical illness and long-term care insurance. But your overall insurance package, make sure your needs are looked after and the insurance is in your best interest. And no yeah. better way, we go right back to item one and two, Finding a registered financial planner who's there to make yeah. sure everything's done in your best interest and doing an overall plan. Now you think, oh, I don't have enough money. I can't do a plan. Remember, a plan isn't about how much money you have. It's about creating a plan. And the insurance is part of that. Do I need to make sure my spouse has this in case something happens to me? Sure. Oh, I have no disability insurance at work. What if I'm out skiing this year and I do this or do that to myself, or I get an illness that's going to keep me sidelined for quite some time. Reviewing your insurance in 2022 needs to be one of your things that you commit to because you don't want to leave yourself exposed or all that great job, yeah. those assets, whatever the case may be, could all be flushed away. I, I met this last year in the fall here, a very good, healthy gentleman who got a bad virus, I, I'm not going to pronounce it because I don't know how, but flesh-eating disease. Aye. He recovered from it. You'd never know. But two kids, spouse, long road to recovery, you know, couldn't work, but was getting disability, fortunately. Came back from work, got COVID. Aye. I think he told me he got COVID when he was in the hospital. It's not funny, but it's ironic a little bit, getting treatment. But without disability, what would he have done? So imagine if you're the worker on contract or self-employed who didn't have work benefits, had no disability. So there's where re reviewing the insurance is important. We all think at that young age, Dave, remember when we were back at that age, we remember where we were all invincible. Yeah, bulletproof. Absolutely. And then we found out when a friend passed away or something like that, oh, wait a minute, we're not invincible. And then we start to look in the mirror and think, oh, geez, I better look after me and my family. So, you know, that's where you want to make it part of your overall plan because your biggest asset in life, your health and your ability to earn an income. Yeah. Make sure you protect both of those by reviewing your insurance. Now, with that in mind, now with your insurance, should it always, and I mean always, have a beneficiary? Yes. Make sure your, your insurance, well, life insurance anyways, Dave, sorry. 
um, has a beneficiary. If something happens to you, you don't want that to be going to your estate. No. You want to make sure it goes to your spouse or your parents, or if you're not married, you know, no, no significant other, let's say niece, nephew, brother, sister, someone who's going to help settle the affairs of your estate for you. And the one that people miss the most, Dave, is they get life insurance through their employer. Well, there's a card or a beneficiary sheet, but okay. sometimes HR misses it or you miss it, really. They give it to you and then you don't notice. And and your HR person might be collecting 20, 30, 40, 50 of these things. So always look for the beneficiary okay. designation. Don't list a state. Okay. Mention a significant other who's gonna who you want to help clean up your affairs or the person needs to benefit from that life insurance. When you're doing the personal insurance, a lot of times your registered financial planner will let you know and make sure all these things are looked after. But it's the work one that we commonly see people miss it. So yeah. make sure you have a beneficiary. Let's get on to the will, okay? Who's will? Uh, <laughs> okay, we'll talk about my will. Who am I going to give it all to? Maybe I'll give it to the dog, Bentley. I don't know. Uh, but how important is it to have that will reviewed? And, and most, most important of all, up to date. Up to yeah. date. It's, it's like we talk about in other episodes about the Omni formula, reviewing your financial yeah. plan. Reviewing the will is part of the, part of the financial plan. We see people go, I, it's one of the questions we ask them right off the bat when we meet them. Yeah. Do you have a will? Yep. And when was it last reviewed? Um, you know, after we had our last child. Yeah. And how old's Johnny or Susie now? 34. You know, I've, I've heard it. Um, okay. who, oh, and for laughs. Who's the guardian of Johnny or Susie, who's now 34? Aunt Martha. Oh, and, and where's Aunt Martha living these days? You know, Forest Lawn Cemetery um, for the last 22 years. So wow. tongue-in-cheek a little bit here, obviously, Dave, but that's true. Yeah. We hear stories like that. Review wow. the will. Make it part of the plan. If there's a major financial change in your life, review the will. Keep yeah. it up to date. And, and most registered financial planners work with a notary, work with a lawyer, can refer you to a few different people, so the choice is yours, of someone who will gladly, without fee usually, have a quick look at the will just to see if it's up to date. And really reputable notaries, and I know we're going to have one on in a future episode who we've had on last season too, Bart Aldrich yeah. will go through this. He, he's not there to waste your time and not to collect money for you from you just for the sake of collecting money. If he has a quick look and can ask you a few questions and he may go, yep, good, you're still fine for now. But come visit me if this changes or that changes. So just ask the few questions to make sure you're up to date. Always important. With, with all that in mind, then how important is it to include a power of attorney in all of this? Oh, how I tell important? you, that's a great question. Yeah. But what if you can't act for yourself? What if you can't answer questions for yourself? And I know we're going to get deep into that with Bart in January sure. of 2022. Um, but that's the key. So when you're reviewing the will, ask the person in charge, should I also review the power of attorney? You need someone there to answer if you suddenly can't answer for yourself. And I know we've just come through two years almost here of COVID and it's still lingering on, but I know some people who, you know, lost a loved one or, wow. and I know some people who lost their lives to COVID. I know you know some as, as well, yeah, Dave. That's so tough. And they went from healthy to intubated very quickly. Wow. And that doesn't have to be COVID. That can be anything in life, right, Dave? I mean, I know you lost some friends in the last few years pre-COVID yes. too. Oh, and, and they went from the picture of health to gone or on life support real quickly. Without that power of attorney, who answers the questions? Yeah. 
Who makes the decisions, right? So power of attorney should go hand in hand with a will. And I know Bart will get into that in more detail. But your New Year's resolution, your financial resolution for 2022, start asking the questions. Put your money and your interests first. Now let's get on to some taxes here. How important is it here to file your taxes on time and take advantage of all, and I, I circle this again, all of the deductions? Yeah. Get your registered financial planner and their tax team to review yeah. your situation because we talk about the best way to make money, tax savings, fee savings, guaranteed money in your pocket. And if most people in a lot of cases get refunds of overpaid taxes. Why in the world would you want to let the government sit on that money? Oh, well, I don't owe them anything. I'm busy. I'll do it later. Go to a firm that has a tax department built in when you're looking. We talk about one, find a registered financial planner. Well, one and whatever number we're up to now, Dave, all fit together. <laughs> nine, ten, not, I don't know yeah. where we are here, but I think it's nine. But yeah, yeah but when you're, when you're interviewing registered financial planners, ask the question about a tax department because why leave money on the table? I said, get it done on time. And here's the one. What if you do owe money? Do you want to pay penalties and throw money away? Absolutely not. So make it part of the overall plan where they're contacting you to say, hey, let's make sure we get these taxes in on time. Because one, you don't want to leave money in someone else's hands. Yeah. And one, you don't want to pay penalties because you're just throwing money away. So it works both ways, Dave. And because it is so important, how, how critical is it to get the help that you need for this so you don't miss anything? Oh, that's the key, Dave. You need people who have that tax department. We talked about tax deductibility of a mortgage. What about business expenses? Here's one, you know, so many people in 2021 and 2020 were working from home. Having a yeah. firm who can help you digest what all the possible expenses are for working from home, all the receipts you're going to need. What about, again, we're talking about I know COVID, we're beating it to a drum here, but, but you have healthcare expenses you didn't know you were going to have. Well, some of those things can give you tax deductible credits, like knowing what to save for receipts and what's going to benefit you is huge because otherwise you're just throwing money away yeah. and you don't yeah. need to do that. So again, it's all part and parcel. And if I remember my homework in school you gave me, Dave, these things we're talking about, leaving money on the table, not paying yeah. unnecessary penalties, I bet you they all probably tie into number 10. Okay. And that's, that's a really smooth transition. Well, you've Dave, I learned from the before. best. And that would be yeah, you, right. my friend, no, who's no, taught no. me in years in media. Remember, I'm not a media guy. I just play one on television once a week. So you're the true media <laughs> professional here. Okay. With, with that set up, and I'm on, and I'm on the big stage, to me, we've saved the best for last. Pay yourself. Yeah. Always pay yourself first. And, and it's funny because people come into us and go, what is the work optional lifestyle? Yeah. That's exactly what the work optional lifestyle is. When I you know, set up the Omni formula years ago, and that was one of my big things. People say, well, you know, I want to retire at this age. I want to retire at that age. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm kind of, And I'm the one always telling people, don't focus on retirement. Make retirement a priority every year. And that's what pay yourself is first. Make the special trip or the special purchase or the special item you want to do part of your everyday plan. 
So build that into your plan to put some of that money away for yourself. Your financial plan is not about giving it all to the mutual fund, the life insurance, the mortgage, blah, 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 all those other things we talk about. First and foremost, when you meet your registered financial planner, one of the first things in setting up your goals should be what's in it for me. I don't mean me, uh, the financial advisor. No, no. Me, the registered financial planner. I mean me, Mr. Client, or you, Mrs. Client. It said, what do I get to put in my pocket first so that I can enjoy my life? What are we putting away for the special trip, the emergency, the, the time me and my kids and my spouse need a break? Pay yourself first, please, because really, people, in all seriousness, life is too short. Yeah. It goes by so fast. You blink and it's over. Wouldn't you, you know, everyone says, I want to retire at 55. I want to retire at 54. I want to retire at 59. What if, give you this scenario, and this is where I'll, I'll end this part of pay yourself first with Dave. Okay. I'll give you two scenarios and you, and honestly answer me this way. You have scenario one, you almost never take a holiday and you get to retire at 55. Scenario one. Okay. Scenario two. You work to 65, maybe 67, but you're taking two or three major vacations, maybe three every two years, let's say. And I'm talking really good vacations. Good. What scenario would be better to you? Take the vacations. Life That's, is for the living. There you go. And if we didn't set this up, people, then no. I just thought I'd ask Dave. I know Dave well enough. I thought I'd ask the question. Oh. You're exactly right. I agree with you 100% because you know what? It can all be gone like that, not to scare anybody, but it does happen. And we know a yes. lot of people in that situation. So that's why pay yourself first, live for you and your family first. And that's important, not oh. the financial person you're giving money to or the institution. I cannot believe that we're going to be wrapping this thing up in a way that we're actually talking on the same page. But yes, no, absolutely. It's a very, very wise man once said, you know, it is in the moment. You have to be in the moment and 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 take every day for what it is. It's a gift. Yeah, it is. I'm with you 100%. Yes. Absolutely. Oh. And I agree with oh. that. And I mean, I love what I do. You know that. I love yeah. the team I work with. I love, I mean, my clients. I mean, some of our clients, I, I travel with them. I holiday with them. They've become best friends over the years. And, and part of that is just, I, I do practice what I preach. And I believe that is, is you've got to live for today. You plan for tomorrow. But you live for today. Yeah. And to wrap this thing up, I just also want to hammer this point home as well. Part of that is to have a financial plan that we also agree on. Yeah. We can talk about living for plan. today. Yeah. But you got to have the plan. You got to have the plan to prepare for tomorrow. Yeah. But you're right. You got to live for today and make living for today, planning for today. So in 2022, we talked about these 10 things. Why not? You know, we talked about pay yourself first, but I can wrap it up with, you know, financial resolution number 11. Okay. Plan a nice once in a lifetime, you know, the old movie, The Bucket List. Plan a yeah. bucket list trip for 2022 because we've been forced to sit on the sidelines way too long. Yeah. How can people learn more? Uh, go to everythingfinancial.com. Send an email to your money at everythingfinancial.com. Go to YouTube. Type in Everything Financial Group and go to our YouTube channel and, and educate yourself or just go to everythingfinancial.com and look at all the different ways to contact us. No obligation, no money exchanging hands. Just start out by asking some questions and we'll be happy to answer them. 
Starting to feel a lot like Christmas. Thanks, Peter, as always. Much appreciated. Uh, That's it for Episode 8. We'll be back soon with Episode 9. And thanks for following me, as Peter just mentioned, uh, on your favorite podcast platform and YouTube. Uh, If you've got a question for Peter, just go to yourmoneyateverythingfinancials.com. As always, great to talk to you, my man. Thanks, Dave. Happy holidays. We'll see you soon. And I look forward to doing this again in 2022. Have a very, very Christmas. You too.